Open your Bibles with me, please, to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. Let's gird up the loins of our minds this morning and not think about anyone or anything else but the worship of our glorious God and His only begotten Son, the man Christ Jesus who sits at His right hand in our own hearts and lives as we face the Word of God, which is called a mirror in Scripture that we might examine ourselves and see the blemishes that are there and correct what is lacking. Matthew chapter 24 is a lengthy prophecy. It's a word of prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ, primarily about the destruction of Jerusalem that was to come and desolate and destroy that temple that the apostles had shown him in the first few verses. I want verse 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. The most solid thing you know is terra firma on which you sit and stand right now. The earth. It's the most solid, substantial, unchangeable thing that you know. You know that the sun's going to come up tomorrow, and that it came up today, and the moon will come up tonight, and the stars will be in their proper places, because the heavens are solid and sure, and they endure. But Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away. The the most solid and substantial and permanent things that we know shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. That is the word of prophecy. The Lord Jesus Christ had declared things to come. Not things past. It wasn't a historical declaration. It was a future prophetic declaration of things to come that were nearly impossible for them to believe. That their impregnable citadel on Mount Zion could be desolated and torn down to the ground and every stone of it torn asunder from other stones for two reasons. One, because of the impressive building that it was and the forts that Herod the Great had added to it on this mountain. And second, because it was God's house. They couldn't imagine it happening. But the Lord Jesus Christ said it will be torn down. And heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. You can absolutely count on it more than anything else you have in your life. Let's now go back to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. We want to revel today in the Word of God. Do you know that you don't know anything without the Bible? You don't know anything without the Bible. You don't know where we came from and where we're going. You don't know about the Creator in any detail. You don't know about His Son, Jesus. You don't know about punishment for sin or salvation from the punishment of sin. You've never been to Eden. You've never been to Gethsemane. You've never been to heaven. You've never been to hell. You've never seen God. And you've never seen the Lord Jesus Christ. But we absolutely know all those things and a whole lot more in minute detail because it's recorded in writing for us in the Word of God. In Matthew chapter 5, the same Savior said in verse 18, For verily, of a truth, I say unto you, Matthew 5, 18, Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. In a few minutes, you are going to hear five men read from the law and the prophets of the Old Testament about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, in the Old Testament. And Jesus here is saying, not one jot or one tittle shall pass from the law. There is no way it can happen, He said. One jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law 
till all be fulfilled. Everything that is written in this Bible of a futuristic standpoint, from a prophetic standpoint, is going to come to pass. You can bet your present life on it, and you can bet your future life on it. Thank you, Lord. What's a jot and what's a tittle? Turn to Psalm 119, and let's let your King James Bibles, if you have the right edition of them, that doesn't, if you have an edition of them that has the Hebrew letters in Hebrew, in Psalm 119. Turn to Psalm 119, and I'll show you what Jesus meant when he said that a jot or a tittle shall in no wise depart from the law till all be fulfilled. Those are the smallest elements of the Hebrew language. The English language has 26 letters. The Hebrew language has 22. Psalm 119 has 22 sections of eight verses each distinguished by a Hebrew letter. For instance, if you look at Psalm 119 in verse 1, it says Aleph above it. Do you have Aleph there? And do you have the little Hebrew letter next to the word Aleph? Okay. Those eight verses all start with the letter Aleph in the Hebrew language. It's just the way God gave us the Bible. In this particular psalm, these 22 sections are in alphabetical order in the Hebrew language. We want to know what a jot and a tittle is. So we go to verse 73, and there you have a jot at the top of that section of eight verses. Do you see Jod? Do you see that giant letter? That's not a very big letter, is it? I hope that most of you have it in your Bibles so that you can see that's the smallest letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Jesus said, not a jot, meaning this Jod, remember, when you're reading the New Testament, there's going to be minor modifications made to words. Not a jot or a tittle is going to depart from the law in any wise till all be fulfilled. And so much of it has been fulfilled, and so much of it is yet to be fulfilled. And it may be fulfilled in our lifetimes. Well, that's a jot. That's the smallest letter. Now are you ready? Are you ready for a tittle? A tittle is an accent mark on a letter. I want you to look at verse 41 and verse 49, and I want you to tell me the difference between the two Hebrew letters, Vau and Zayin. Can't you see the difference? Vau and Zayin. That's pretty close, isn't it? The difference between those two letters is a tittle. You say, show me another one. Okay. Verse 9 of Psalm 119. Verse 9 is Beth. Verse 81 is Calf. Compare the letters. Beth and Calf. Can you see the, the big difference? The Hebrew letter that's above verse 9 in Psalm 119 is Beth. Do you see the Hebrew letter? Then when you go to verse 81, you have Calf. And there you can see the letter in Hebrew. It's a big difference, isn't it? Like... I can't see the difference. That's because it's a tittle. It's just an accent mark on the letters. Jesus said, Not till heaven and earth pass shall any of the law, not even a jot or a tittle, pass from it till all be fulfilled. You hold in your hands the most wonderful heritage, a treasure from God. It is, it is more valuable than much fine gold. It is more sweet and precious to our taste than honey, yea, the honeycomb. We are so blessed. We don't know anything without this Bible. And with this Bible, we know everything. We can answer the questions that have plagued philosophers for millennia. We are so blessed. We can live our lives by this. 
Do you know where marriage came from? It was instituted by the Creator God of heaven, and He tells how, and He tells the first couple that He introduced to each other. Everything that we need to know is found in the Bible. If you ever let your imagination run wild and think the polygamy would be an interesting thing to do, God said in Malachi chapter 2 that He had the residue of the Spirit and He could have made two women for Adam, but He made one. Polygamy is wrong. I don't care if Abraham had two at the same time, Jacob had four, David had forty, and Solomon had a thousand. It's wrong. Why? Because the Bible said so. We are Bible Christians. We are very blessed. Let us worship the Lord today. Everything we do in this assembly is to the best of our ability and knowledge at this point, following the Word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. We have faith in these words, and faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Let's increase our faith today, especially in an unfulfilled prophecy, and that is the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We were not following cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a powerful coming of Christ that is unfulfilled. Let's believe it and live accordingly. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And yet we read that thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for the word of God, and we have received it as such and not as the word of men, and it effectually works in us. Heavenly Father, we know that we've, when we've humbled ourselves before your word, it has worked powerfully in us by your spirit, correcting us, changing us, instructing us, perfecting us. We thank you, Heavenly Father. It is able to make the simple wise. It is able to convert the soul. It endures forever, and it is altogether righteous. We bless your holy name for it. Heavenly Father, without your revelation to us, we would know nothing. We would know nothing of time or eternity. We would not know how to live. We would not know how to think or how to speak. We would not know about the definition and nature of sin. We would not know about our deliverance from it. We would not know about our origins. We would not know about our destiny. We thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that not only have you declared these things to us in plain language, you have also revealed yourself to us and your Son, Jesus Christ, in these pages. So that when He was on earth, He could say to those that knew it so well and yet knew it so little, He could say, Search the Scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of Me. Our Father in heaven, we thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, And we thank Thee for the Word of God that reveals Him to us. O Lord, we thank Thee. We would be adrift on the storm of the sea of life if it were not for Your Word. We thank Thee for it. O Holy Father, forgive us where we have neglected it. Forgive us where we have disobeyed it. Forgive us where we have barked against it. Forgive us where we have been partial in the law. Let us be faithful and rightly divide the Word of Truth that we be not ashamed before Thee, but rather approved. O Lord, help us to this end. We are thankful, and we bless and praise Thy holy name. We believe that holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, and by the work of inspiration, You breathing into them the words that we're to have. We have Your words in our language by Your divine providential preservation of the King James Bible. 
We have committed ourselves to it, Lord. And until you send a tsunami of evidence to show us otherwise, we will bet our lives in this world and in the world to come. And thus saith the Lord from a King James Bible. We thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that heaven and earth shall disappear. And there will be a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness, and we shall be forever with the Lord in that new heaven and that new earth. And though they'll pass away, the ones that we now stand upon, the ones that we now see, Your words will not pass away. Not a jot or a tittle shall in any wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. We thank Thee for the confidence that we can have of any promise we find in the Bible. And, O Lord, we thank Thee for exceeding great and precious promises. They shall all be fulfilled without modification or exception. There is no limit to Your power, Heavenly Father. None can stay Your hand or say unto Thee, What doest Thou? We bless and praise Thee this day. Heavenly Father, we pray for every pulpit that in sincerity and honesty will open up the Word of God and preach it to the best of their ability. Bless those men and open the ears and eyes and minds and hearts of their hearers. Defend them from their enemies and let the Word of God have free course and be glorified this day. Father, we thank You for this nation in which we live, that we do not need to live in fear, nor preach in fear, nor hear in fear, nor read in fear, because You have given us a blessed country in which to live, whereby we can read Your Word, publish Your Word, print Your Word, duplicate Your Word, quote Your Word, and gather for its preaching like we do this day. Preserve our nation. We thank You for our rulers. We pray Your blessing upon them. Guide them and direct them. O Lord, we supplicate and intercede on their behalf. Forgive us our sins of every sort. Heavenly Father, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness that our worship will be acceptable in this hour, in this place, in Thy sight. We are thankful to be here, O Lord. If it were not for Your grace, Your abundant, glorious grace, we could be in any other place but here. We would be in any other place but here. But for Your grace, thank You for saving us. Thank You for putting a love for Your Word in our hearts. Now fill our ears with joyful, glad tidings this day about the certainty of the words that we have before us, the certain words of truth, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name and for His honor and glory forever. Amen.